The Hurling Podcast is brought to you by the Enniscorthy Credit Union, where you can join and apply for a loan on the same day. With great interest rates and special rates for car loans, green car loans and education loans. Check out their website at enniscorthycu.ie. The Enniscorthy Credit Union. Local, loyal and lending. Loans are subject to approval. Terms and conditions apply. If you do not meet the repayments on your loan, your account will go into arrears. This may affect your credit rating, which may limit your ability to access credit in the future. Enniscorthy Credit Union Limited is regulated by the Central Bank of Ireland. Catch, touch and bang. Dara is a fantastic coach and um, some really, really exciting uh, young players coming through. Um, so there's an awful lot to be uh, excited about next week. Really I listen to dancing at the crossroads there about three or four times a week in the car on the way down just to get used to it. Tony's like the party, uh, as we well know. Then we had Billy Byrne, who was going to come in to be the game changer. And we had to put a high ball in from the middle of the field. And Billy Byrne's job was to catch, touch and bang. Catch, touch and bang. Oh, there's no rules. This guy just grabbed the ball, threw it up in the air and then hit it. Most importantly, I'd like to thank you, the people of Wexford, who stuck with us through take and take. Come on, Wexford! Hello and welcome to the Hurling Podcast. Burns are into the Senior County Final for the first time since 2013, with a one-point victory after extra time over last year's champions, Rapparees, albeit with a touch of controversy. They will now face the 2019 champion, St. Martins, who, despite numerous absentees, battled past Gorey by 20 points to 15. In the intermediate, Eilert will be looking to bounce straight back up to senior after last year's relegation as they beat Buffers Alley, and they will face a Tamun side who were impressive in their victory against my own club, Ask More. Oh, Ben, 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 how are the excitement levels? Oh, off the charts, off the charts. The bunting, I have the bunting up all over the bedroom here now. <laughs> Brilliant stuff. There's a there's there's hardly anything that could affect their preparation this week, is there? Farns's preparation this week. Uh, there's a a long term goalkeeper, Farns sub goalkeeper for the game. Actually, he just for some reason decided to have his wedding in Killarney the same weekend as the county final. I I don't know what he was thinking. <laughs> But um, that's on Friday, so a lot of players would have been invited. I don't know what they're going to do now. I'll be heading down anyway. <laughs> Early morning trip back on Sunday. Be a fun weekend. For yeah, some. It's, it's, it's a good problem to have if you are me, you know, <laughs> but... Not ideal for Mick, and the missus is probably not overly impressed. <laughs> uh, interesting to see how uh, how the how the club uh, handled that one. But a bus, a team bus back. Team bus back, yeah. Who knows? You know, um, Mick might not be able to go to the game, and so Ferns might be in need of a sub goalie. So I'm I am available if if required. Yeah, well, um. If if James Lawler keeps starting fights with uh, with goalposts, you could, you, could, you, could, you could be called upon. It it was quite worrying when Lawler ran into the goalpost, but he told me after the game he's okay. Yeah, I I, I think it's okay to laugh at it now that we know that he's okay. Yeah. Before we get going, I just like to offer our sincere condolences to the Cork family 
the Clonalty Rossmore Club and the Tipperary GA community after the tragic passing of Dylan Quirk in Semple Stadium on Friday evening. We're joined this week by legendary Tom Dempsey to discuss the weekend's club action and look ahead to the county finals this weekend. So Tom, there's a bit of controversy over the weekend. Well, one result in particular, probably. But yeah. overall, do we have the best teams in the final? Yeah, it's 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 hard to tell. I mean, the type of championship that has been Ben, um, there's no doubt about it getting into the controversy part of it straight away. That's uh, that's the way to go. But uh, look, there has been an awful lot of, of upsets in the championship this year, you know, results that we never saw coming. We saw we didn't see Cross the Beg beating Gory, you know. There there's been a number of of, of different uh, games that kind of didn't go the way they went, but at the end of the day you know, Ferns, there was always something about Ferns this year. I think they, uh, you know, they were hurling very well. Uh, Pat Bennett seems to be after giving them that little bit of a steal and confidence. Now, I was really interested to hear last night, Ian Bourne was talking about the fact that they really enjoy training with Pat Bennett. You know, he he, he, he adds a bit of fun to training and things like that. And I was also really struck by Ian Bourne's interview afterwards uh, about the enthusiasm in that, like they had played and he had a great game himself. I, I don't know what he racked up there last night, but he he got a lot of scores. Um, and he was say he was asked, um, you know, are you tired? Will you be able to um get yourself going by next week? And you know the recovery because there's a lot of and Pat Bennett did speak a lot about the recovery time and things not being easy for players. And that Ian just said straight away, he said, "I'm telling you something, lads." to hurl in the county final if you asked me to go back down those steps again I'd, I'd hurl in it now and I just think there is something about that that enthusiasm that Ferns are showing and uh, I'd have to give them full marks for, 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 for being in the final I think the Martins have come in under the radar but I don't think anybody would not accept the fact that the Martins you know from a panel point of view I mean you, you take Joe O'Connor you take Jack O'Connor from an early stage yesterday and then you take um, uh, you take uh, 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 Rory O'Connor out of a team Rory. probably three of the best hurlers you know or three or three of the best club hurlers in the county inter-county players there's no doubting that the Martins deserve to be in the final and, and, I, and I think both teams deserve to be there there's a bit like in fairness to Bear Hayes he's done an incredible job this year given all the uh, problems that he's had with, uh, with personnel and that so I don't think anybody could argue yes you're going to have an argument that the Anns maybe felt that they should have had a goal Sorry, they did, don't feel they should have had a goal, but they had a goal that wasn't allowed. <laughs> you know, my intel tells me we were we were in the stand last night. Then we were we were at the very far side. Now Liam Spratt wouldn't see if the ball was over the bar, even if it was if it hit the top of the crossbar and went over the bar. But we were in the middle of the uh, of the stand. Now we didn't see the flight of Jack Kelly's ball. I have to be honest, which I'm not ducking out. My intel is telling me that the ball was over the bar. So, you know, I don't know if there's any great answer to this. The referees would have to feel very, very unlucky that they're not in a county final because I thought the hurl like champions last night there was some incredible performances. But I don't know what your thoughts on it, lads. Is, is there any solution to this? You know, you can't put Hawkeye everywhere, and human error is going to come into play as well. Well, Ben, you were you were behind that shot, weren't you? Weren't you? What What were your thoughts? I I had a pretty good view of it. Now they never asked me. <laughs> and, uh, Possibly I'm, you'd have been you'd have been slightly biased, Ben, would you? Maybe <laughs> slightly biased, but I reckon there was a few a few other people wanting to jump in and tell the ref before I did. Now I was very surprised to see the point not given. I would say that, but, Gary. What what exactly is Ben saying here? 
Well, if I was to interpret that, I think <laughs> it was a definite point. And yeah. between the umpires and the referee and the linesman, they somehow missed it. Yeah. Now, that's unfortunate. It's, it's, un, it's unfortunate because the match was slow to get going and then it, by God, did it get going. But to have to have incidents like that, it's unfortunate. I, I still think probably the best team won on the day, but Rapparees definitely can feel aggrieved about that. And there, there was one or two other little things as well that happened. Like that they could feel aggrieved at, but not not to take away from Ferns because they they got it done. Yeah, yeah, I'd I'd agree with you. Uh, and as I say, I didn't see the point, but you know, from all accounts, then we, we will have to take the responsibility over. I suppose you tend to look at at those incidents because they're so they're so standoutish. There's at points of the game that they can turn it out. I did think, in fairness to the referees, there were a couple of little. You know, some nights you get maybe two out of four of the uh, the touch and go decisions. Probably last night the referees didn't get any of those, and I I don't think it was any way of people being in any way showing an animosity towards the referees. There were a couple of little calls that maybe didn't go their way, and maybe in other days they would. But I don't think there's any answer because replaying the games are not an option because lads, we'd be we'd be into the middle of. December next year trying to finish our championship here but um, and I think from my own kind of I remember there was an issue there about back in the 80s where we had we two issues we had uh, one in um, Carlo had scored a point against Leash but actually Leash County Board you know there were there were different times they came forward and they offered a replay and that's how it was sorted Meath decided not to do that in um, the famous Loud case where the ball went over the bar and you have to respect that yeah. as well because you know look you respect the decision but it really is it's an unfor- it was an unfortunate way to end I, I have to say last night as I was in the middle of the stand I haven't experienced say 15 to 20 minutes of crowd participation and atmosphere at a club match like I did experience last night it was absolutely outstanding I have to say the Ferns crowd seemed to be in the ascendancy or bigger numbers there when they came back into the game but it was just it would put the hair on the back of your neck and it got so exciting at one stage that Liam Spratt declared to us all that Declan Root was after catching a ball in his own square and when Spratt get that, gets that excited lads <laughs> you know that you have a game in your hands and my heart would go out yeah. that, you know I mean t- to be honest with you I won't say if it was Buffers Alley or if it was Lynn Barntown that lost out that way, I, I would feel aggrieved. And yet, you can't take away. Ferns have heard very, very well this year. You know, they've beaten the Raps effectively twice now in the championship. So they merit being there as well. But it, it's a pity. It's a pity. That's all I'll say. And, and human error, I think, will always be there, really, won't it? Oh, if you were to go back to every game, every team who loses a game is going to have feel aggrieved about some sort of a decision. Yeah. Without doubt. Yeah. And yeah. I, de- I do feel the yeah, Ferns are the better team. And Usually, we're giving out about decisions that don't go for you. So I'm quite happy to take when the decision does go your way. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, I, I do feel, and, and there's part of me as well, like officials and that, you know, you know the level of officialdom, like, you know, it's not easy. It's not easy out there. I remember I stood at, um, you know, did an umpire there, the Pogi match there about a year ago, and the ball went over the bar at such a speed one time that I, I really genuinely, was looking out to see what everybody else was going to say. You know, I, I, you know, things can happen very, very quickly in that. And uh, I know, I know, neither side probably would be happy with maybe the way we're discussing it. But, but we really don't have any answers to this, lads. Really, you know, other than the fact that we're going into a county final now with, with two very, very good teams. And I don't think anybody would begrudge Ferns if they won a first title either. You know, I mean, it's it's always nice to see somebody on the on the um on on the cup, but. 
to be honest with you, of course, I have the Martins ties myself as well. So I better not say that, uh, you know, they, they've really deserved where the <laughs> <laughs> I reckon, Tom, if you uh, head down to Buffers Alley now this evening, you'll find a few people who'll begrudge fans in our county title. Jesus, Ben, they're not like that down in Buffers Alley. <laughs> 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 it's, a, it's it's funny, but you know, I, I just did a bit of an article last week about rivalry between club teams. And in funny ways, Ben, it's that type of rivalry that keeps us going, keeps clubs going. I remember when Owlert were down for years, it was the aspiration to get above Buffers Alley. Buffers Alley were down for a number of years. They're there now. They had a great win the under-19 the other night. Their aspiration is to get above Owlert. And uh, I always remember Sean Whelan whispering in my ear before the 89 county final, I was captain and Sean, just the last words of encouragement to me were, uh, I hope you know you'll be the first Buffers Alley captain ever beaten by Owlert in the final if we lose out here, you know. So, <laughs> they had all the motivation. Is, uh, and, you know, we, we had that the whole time and, and, and I think it's good. It's, you know, and I was just taken aback almost last night at the level of intensity of how the Raps and Ferns went at each other. You know, it was, there was nothing left in the dressing room. And, you know, I just to give from, I suppose, the rapperies point of view, I was looking at a, a couple of their players, like, I mean, James Player was just outstanding wing back, you know, and also That's Jack brilliant. Kelly. Oh, he was, you know, and cheapers, you know, the two, the two wing backs, they were excellent. They were excellent. And, and, you know, you had great performances, and we'd be talking about Ferns afterwards. Just looking at the Raps team, Ryan Mann, you know, he's a seriously, seriously good player. Uh, Nick Doyle, Kevin Foley took a, took a tough bang, probably a big call to make him take the penalty after he got up from getting that bang that got the penalty, you know, sometimes you're not fully, but it just it was some fantastic performances all around. And it, you would, your heart would go out to them. But I tell you this, they, 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 they died, they lived as champions and they certainly died with their boots on as champions. They were, they were just, they were, they, they were, and they stuck to the process. They were doing everything that you could do. And I, at one point I couldn't see them beaten, but you have to give firms incredible uh, credit for their resilience as well, because they had so many wides in the second half, lads, you know, before they actually started scoring, it would have taken the, the the heart out of a lesser team, really, wouldn't it? Yeah, that that goal by John Breen w- was big, like because that kind of really ignited the whole thing. And we 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 saw that over the weekend, lads. You know that that I was first of all at the Ratmuir Club on game, which it was a bit of a different kind of a, a setup. You know, we were looking at um, two teams that I think the crowd were almost afraid to shout. They were that nervous about this game. But again, it looked to be going club on's way. There were four points up with probably 10, 11 minutes left. And all of a sudden, you get the goal. You know, you get that goal and uh, away Radnor went. And there was a momentum that just couldn't be stopped for the last while. So goals, they're only three points, but they can give out. I think the big thing about a goal, if you can reply with two points, you take the sting out of it. But in general, it, it ignites teams. And, and that's basically what happened, I, I suppose, in a lot of the games over the weekend. It gives the team that belief, like when there's a team that maybe are between five and eight points up even, the goal just gives them belief that they can get back into it and that they can get another goal. And also that little bit of doubt comes into the team that just conceded right. that, that were leading the way. And yeah. and then it just, momentum just gathers. And I suppose if you look at inter-county, it's something that Limerick do so well. They don't get phased by anything that goes against them. They could be losing the match the whole way along, but they just keep their composure and keep going. Um, yeah. But yeah, that's, the, that's, the goal, the goal from John Breen and the composure to take it was excellent. Yeah. Ah, it was. I, you know, in fairness, and to be honest with you, John got that ball in his hand. I know he didn't think for he had much time to think, but you're right, uh, Gary. It was the turning point of the game, and I'd say he had an idea that if he got a chance, 
that it would be the turning point of the game. And that goal was the turning point of, of Ferns' performance. There's no doubt about that, you know. Yeah, and especially as you mentioned, like Ferns completely on top in that second half, but just hit wide after wide and, mm. and some of them relatively mm. easy chances too. And, you know, that's demoralising. So you, you do need something to, to give you a jolt back up. You do, and and you know, as I say about resilience, you know, and this is this is why this Ferns team are a little bit different, Gary. This year, you know, I I, I was just looking at Corey uh, Dunbar, Corey Byrne Dunbar. He got he got three points last night. Good performance from Corey, but he'd had a very bad wide during that period where Ferns were finding it very very hard to score. Yeah. But the next ball he got off his, you know, slightly weaker side, I suppose, and he well, I don't think Corey has a weaker side. But he just went for it again, straight over the middle of the bar. And I was just saying, you're talking about, what, a 19 or 20-year-old chap here that just says, well, I'm going to go for it again. And, and I just thought there was that type of resilience. And, you know, it was funny then, the last ball that ended up in Paul Morris's hand, if you were any club in the county, who would you not that what, not want that ball in, 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 in his hand? You know, Paul Morris. And from the minute yeah, he got absolutely. it off his trusty left, I said, this ball is going to get the post, you know, and, and Paul again, you know, he's missed a bit of the season through injury, but jeepers, lads, I was saying he was playing, of course, I'm such an expert, I was saying they were playing him too far from the goal. He hurled an amount of ball, uh, I'd say, for about a 20 to 25 minute period when Ferns most needed it out around the middle. He, he, he was just outstanding, but, you know, what a, what a way, and I, you know, what a way to put the ball over the bar. I mean, the, the, the roof nearly went off the stand at that stage. Yeah, he he was brilliant, and the week like he he has had his injury troubles this year. I I don't think yeah. they're they're away from him now, but um, he really stepped up in that game now, particularly yeah. when it was needed. like he missed he missed one earlier that you would have yeah. expected him to score like, and then yeah. he has the he has the the character then to come up and get the winner. Unbelievable he, stuff. He's a great man for the big day, you know. He he he. I even remember when he was a minor, he he always produced. He was always a fella that a free taking wasn't going right. You know, and you wanted to put Paul over on them, he'll he'll go over and he won't do it. But the other one, um, in fairness, the rapparees, I think it was, um, I think it was Anthony Roach. Or, no, it wasn't Anthony Roach. Was it Dylan Red? I'm not sure. No, Dylan. I'm not sure who it was. Got a, the equalising point in extra time, and it was some score as I think well. It was Anthony Roach. Was it Anthony? Yeah. And yeah. Just said Jesus. He just took it on, and that was it. He went for it and straight over the middle of the bar. I hope we've got uh, we've got the right one there. But you know, I, I just I just admired the raps last night as well. I, I I thought they stuck to the process. They play great ball to each other. Probably were a little bit unlucky in the first half. Maybe they didn't get another goal, at least maybe one or two goals. And at that point, if they'd done that, I think Ferns would have been in real trouble. And you know, they'll look back, they'll obviously look back on the score that wasn't, but they'll also look back on the um fact that they had a lot of opportunities in the first half maybe to put the game to bed really Derek yeah, Pepper I, probably deserves a mention now for he was oh, probably the best man on the field when he came in I, I, I again did he score four points or five points from no, I, four, I think it was five four or five no? yeah I just I, I, I said it on, on radio last night I said I don't think I've seen an impact sub come in and make such a difference to a team in I'd say he only came on with about 10 minutes to go and uh he was absolutely outstanding. He he stuck one over from the terrace side with his left hand. He stuck like he was just incredible. And you know, again, another young fella that's after having a little bit of problems. He broke his leg. He's been out for a while. But I'll tell you, when the referees of all those guys, you know, there's no doubt about the fact that Alan Tobin was a huge loss to them yesterday. Man of the match in the county absolutely. final last year. 
like they get the Alan Tobins, they have the Ushian Peppers back, they have the Dara Peppers back. You know, I know it's going to be very hard to take this week and you're never happy. I always remember when I was playing myself till the county final is over and you can try and put it to bed in your mind. But that Rapparees team is going to be there for a little while still and, and they, you know, they're going to bounce back. There's no doubt about that, you know. And, and I know that's small consolation to them at the moment, but tell you, that, you know, they play the game in the manner that it needs to be played. It wasn't, I don't think there was a, a dirty stroke from really, you know, I know you, you, there'll be mistimed tackles, there'll be, there was a setting out, but really th- th- it was played in the right manner given the intensity of the game. And I just have looked at that Raps team over the last couple of years and they have played the game the way it should be. And they're, they're a credit to Declan Ruth, you know, and th- despite the disappointment they have, they've given Wexford Hurling a, a great boost over the last year or two, you know. Just a word before we move on to the next game more so, and we're talking about Ian Byrne, I mean, talk about clutch scores. After this point was dis- disallowed, who gets the equalising point for Ferns, Ian Byrne? If you remember last year against Federt, probably another fortuitous time- timing issue for Ferns. Yeah. But um, no, no, no dispute on the scores. But yeah. who got the goal that Ferns needed to get him back in? He also got the, the point to equalise. And he did it again yesterday, you know, when we, when we really needed it. Just uh, the more you talk about Ben, when I think back on that, you have used up a fair share of luck over the last couple of years. <laughs> <laughs> I remember that feathered game as well now. But uh, maybe you think that I was all justifiably due to you, Ben, over the last couple of years, do you? Well, last year now, my understanding is it was whoever was looking after the clock in Wexford Park now. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, yeah, you have to take them when they're there because most of the time they'll go <laughs> against you. Yeah, yeah. All you all you need now is another little bit of luck next Sunday, and, and I, I'd say it'll be a, a, a it would be a fair evening in Ferns. I'll tell you on Sunday evening to won that that championship, you know. But again, you know, and, and just to put it to bed, it's it's again, it was a great game of hurling. Both teams deserve to be there, and I suppose if you take all the twos and fours, the things that go for you and against you over the year, you know, we've we've the two best teams in the county final. The the, the first game never really got going. Now, obviously, no. I wasn't as into it, but it just yeah. never caught fire. Yeah, even even with the, you know, from a supporter's point of view, and again, the fact maybe there was no goals. Uh, I suppose Gory, there's no point in saying otherwise. Gory were kind of a lot of people's favourites maybe to win this championship. And, uh, you know, they, they just didn't ignite yesterday. It's just one of those days where, you know, their they're return, they've, they've probably the most talented set of forwards are close to it in the county. And the return really wasn't, you know, Padre Doyle basically scored everything. Keen Malloy was playing in defence and Aidan Doyle was out around the middle of the field. So, you know, most of their scores came from outside the forward line, which is very, very unusual for Gorey. Now, in fairness, Jack Cullen had picked up an injury and seemed to struggle during the game. But, you know, on the flip side, you have to say that the Martins, they were up for it. They went for it. They lost Jack at the um, very, very early stages. And to lose Rory, then to lose Jack, you know, they, they were huge blows to them. But some I think what, what we're after seeing with the Martins as well is they have an incredible base of, tar, of talent down there. And a lot of those guys, you know, I was looking through them, the Kyle Furmans, the Mikey, you know, the, the David Codds, all these guys, they've played inter-county level. They've played at a very, very high level of hurling. And uh, they just, you know, they're, they're probably the only team in the county could afford to have as many players missing and still come true, you know, no, nobody else would be able to do that. And I suppose from a sub's point of view, um, Aaron Maddock, I mean, he came on and got two points from play and he had a huge impact 
And if you were to bring on a sub, he was probably the, the one sub that you could bring in that, that could in some way make up for um, for Jack, you know, when he went off. And it'll be very, very interesting what's going to happen next Sunday, whether Jack or whether Rory will try, will they say to themselves, well, we might never match now for six months again, so I'm going to give it a go. What's going to happen? That's going to be big calls for, for Pear Hayes to make. But I suppose the game really itself had to, it, it lay in the lap of maybe two players, but one player in particular, Kyle Furman was just outstanding. I mean, I, I think he scored six points from play. Uh, probably would be a little bit disappointed himself that he didn't maybe make more of a, a goal chance, but he was just outstanding and, and probably head and shoulders man of the match. And, uh, you know, the, 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 you know, Jake Furman, I thought David Codd, the Martins played the sweeper very, very nicely. But the big difference in the two teams, I thought, was the Martins looked a little bit more up for it and the type of ball that they lay in front of their forwards, they had five forwards, was just impeccable. The amount of ball that just bounced in front of, uh, you know, the likes of Kyle Furman, that bounced in front of um, Jack Devericks, that, you know, bounced in front of all their forwards and they were making space. That was probably the delivery of ball was brilliant, I thought. And again, Conor Furman did a great job probably in just keeping Conor Mack under, under, uh, under guard really you know it, it was a quite one of the quieter days that Conor Mack had but then you have to say is Conor Mack I mean you know are there too many games at the moment I'd say he's he's nearly out on his feet at this stage you know I struggle to understand what Gory were trying to do you know I don't right. want to be too critical but there was a lot of long ball but there wasn't any good ball into him you know mm. or he's the real yeah. danger man Yeah, like, as, as you said the quality of ball that St. Martins were hitting yeah. in to like the Kyle Furman that wasn't happening on, on the on the other side for Rory and for Conor McDonald, would say. Yeah, yeah, I, absolutely. And even, you know, there was the, I thought JJ Twemley looked very, very sharp at the start, you know, and they're playing good ball over them. Probably a little bit unlucky that he didn't uh, get a few more scores or whatever. But there wasn't, while Conor was playing maybe full forward, do you know that crossfield ball that he loves coming across and getting that big right hand out to collect? There wasn't a lot of that ball coming yeah. into Connor, you know, and 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 in fairness, the Martins blotted that out very very well as well. But they just for some reason, since you know they played they they played well enough against the Shelmaleers, but since they their first two games they basically obliterated uh, Club One and and Lynn. But since then, since their qualification was ensured, they haven't really reached the heights of where they were at that stage. And you know that I don't I don't know why that is. It just shows about timing, even if it's a chart championship. You have to time your momentum better, and I don't know how you do that. How do you time momentum? <laughs> kind of again and yeah, again. Especially. The goal, the goal never came either for Gory, which mm. you know was a big, big. They had one good goal chance where the hurl was thrown, and and uh, it was it it didn't win, and and maybe if that had went into the net, it might have got them going. You know. Yeah, I have that written down here. I think it was Philip Dempsey, the, the greatest hurl throw of all time, because <laughs> normally you see a lad throwing a hurl and it doesn't work and he just gets booked. But this absolutely worked and the referee didn't know who did it, so he got away with it too. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. I have to say, just mentioning Philip, uh, he's he's a fine cornerback, you know. He he again I was I was so impressed with with the with the Martins defense yesterday. Dylan Bourne had a great game ago and you know, Patrick O'Connor played really, really well. Dermot O'Leary, you know, there's some, and Joe Barrett, you know, he's one of the up and coming stars. These Martins guys, their defence was excellent yesterday, you know, and, and I thought David Codd, again, David is a, 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 a nephew of the wife. And so I'll, I, I'm not saying it with any uh, kind of, 
the fact that he's, he's related or whatever, but he, he really did play the sweeper role very, very well. And he, he's a great man. He gave a ball uh, to a forward. And just on the day, the Martins were, were considerably better. And I think one of the big things, you have Dahi Waters and Willie Debricks then coming in out of the dugout. And, you know, I, I would say young fellas that are on the field are saying, Jesus, we've survived till now. And now we've two guys like this coming in. Mm. We, we can really do it, you know. And, and they just seem to have a great, great, um, they're coming in under the radar, which is unusual for the Martins. And they just seem to have a, a great belief in themselves. Yeah, I think I, I found it interesting in both games and the impact of like John Breen and Benny Jordan for Ferns and then the impact you had with Dahi coming in and just, just, and, and Willie Debricks, but the experience yeah. um, at in the closing stages of the games, like it's invaluable, really, and the composure they can bring to it and the bit of calming. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, I mean, both, both Dotty and Willie are, are kind of legends down in, in that part of the world, you know, and, and they've, they're legends because they deserve to be. They've walked the walk with that Martins team since the year dot, and they're not that old yet, but they're they're really great men. And, you know, they, and you know what as well, that, that you have to, they're prepared to sit in that dugout and come in when needed, you know. It'd be very easy for maybe Dahi, you know, he's a few years on Willie, to say to himself, well, look, I've had enough, the bodies after getting enough hardship, but he's happy there to come in and play whatever role needs to be played just to get the boys over the line. And and I know he'd be highly regarded by everyone down there and, and, and he's a huge influence in it. And Willie, I was looking at Willie the week before and the penalty taken wasn't of the highest order in the Anne's game. But the minute you see Willie pulling the pe- putting the penalty down wet night, the whole lot, I remember saying to um, whoever was beside me in the stand, I said, not only will Willie score this, but he'll actually put him in the roof of the net as well. You know, he was, he's just, he's that type of confident player and uh, he's just a great asset to have in your panel, really. Yeah, I think in fairness to, to Ed Rousham, he was, he was getting ready for the, the second game on that evening and he said, and he could, you could hear him in the background saying, Willie will score this. <laughs> <laughs> that's right well I'll tell you I, I was just saying you want to be you want to bring your uh, sandwiches to matches now that's to make sure because everything seems to go to extra time or penalties or whatever you know and, and you know something we give out about this and I, I, I've mentioned it today but we give out about this and that but we've had a very very highly entertaining championship you know there's been some great games in it so far and I, I for one have enjoyed it I, I just the only thing I don't know what I'm going to do after next Sunday I'll have to go and buy myself a, a horse or a dog or something or a, a guest or something <laughs> You're not a selector on the Glynn football team now this year, aren't you? No, no. Surprisingly enough, I lost my job uh, after last year. <laughs> uh, we, we, I suppose things didn't go to plan. And uh, then I suppose getting a bit of a suspension at the, uh, at the last game that we were in then didn't probably help me in my, uh, in my bid to turn John Cooney, the chairman's head, into reappointing me for another year. So, uh, yeah, kind of uh, it, finished, it finished very flatly for me, I have to say. But uh, I still haven't given up. I might be back next year. You should be. Yeah, so, yeah. You know, I think it's a disgrace now that they, they let go. So I've been doing everything to keep you. Yeah. Well my in my in depth knowledge of football is it's 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 well known throughout the country really, you know. Uh, if we go back to just what you said there about <laughs> we go back to what you said there just about like what a good championship we've had. Like it, it is it's such a competitive championship where you look at the Martins, for example were playing Owlert last year in a relegation and yeah. now they're in the final this year. Uh, I think it was uh, Laura O'Leary on Wexford GA TV was, uh, was talking to, to Dahi Hayes, Bear Hayes after the game. The seven players from their 2019, um, th- when they were in the final in 2019, when they won in 2019, 
uh, available at the moment. I, I, I don't know whether that was starters. I assume it's starters because I assume they must have more than seven in the whole panel. But yeah, it's it's some going. It's it's and amazing. Yeah, the players that they're missing, like we've we've mentioned it, the three O'Connors, like as as you said earlier, they they be three of the best club hurlers in, in the county. Yeah, well, you see, I, I tell you as well. You know, the, I suppose that we're talking about the Martins first coming with this new group. I mean, I think the Martins won four or five under. 20 was it under 21 at that stage in a row you know they had a conveyor belt of players coming through they definitely you know had more talent than any other club in the county there's no doubt about that and I think that's after really the fact that they had that is after really keeping them afloat you know because I don't know of any other club that could afford to lose the players they've lost and the funny thing about it is and, and it's a worry for other clubs but the likes of Joe O'Connor will be back next year. The likes of, you know, Aaron Maddock will be back for the full year. Michael Cott will be back. Uh, you know, Barry, well, Barry is playing the Australian rules, but they're very, very likely to have another three or four or five or six top class inter-county-esque players to come back into their panel next year. So if they win the championship this year with what's available to them, they're good. it could be a second coming. We were expecting the Martins to dominate for a number of years. Yeah. And that didn't really happen over the last two or three years, but this could be a second coming. And and that threat, and I don't, I mean that in the best possible sense, that threat to other clubs of the Martins taking a dominant role, that's still there. And and then on the other side, you look at the Ferns team and and the youth, the mix again of youth and experience. But there have been a lot. Of, I'm not sure about the underage success, Ben. Have they won many under twenty or under twenty ones in the last few years? I know they've had a lot of players in the Wexford under twenty. And under twenty one panels, and this year in the senior panel, there hasn't been a huge amount of success. They won, they won a minor a couple of years ago. Um, Corey, big, was the main man on that. Yeah, their big success, I think, Ben was not last year, but I mean, back even further, they would didn't they win three titles in a row? Or did they win two or three titles in a row in the Tommy Dwyer uh, era? You know, which the Johnny Dwyer era, that era, I think they won, they won a couple of titles. But the early just, early two thousands, yeah, yeah, won, yeah. Won, Three, four minors in five years, maybe. Yeah, and yeah, then, I, that was yeah, and, and yeah. that goes back. Couple like, under twenty I mean, ones as well, then yeah. Yeah, and and that that's kind of been a you know a help going back, and those guys are still there around again a bit like the Dahi Waters. I mean, Tommy, you know, he was coming back on. I'd say if there was a penalty going to be, that's that that was the rationale at that stage because we didn't expect to be getting out of extra park too early last night. We thought the thing could go to penalties, but they they came back. But the, you know, the likes of young Chris Turner, you know. Probably maybe we're not giving credit that he deserves as well. I mean, did an awful lot of work last night. He was called ashore. Maybe I think he's early. a lovely hurler. Yeah, absolutely. You know, and and I think I think he really. I, I agree with you there, Gary. He really worked hard. And I think one of the big things in Chris's game at the moment, he works really hard for the team. And you know, you look at Corey Burndonbar. Corey got two or three points. You know, Dermot Doyle. I mean, the, last night, I obviously he was left off to be brought in as an impact sub and he had a major influence when he came into the game as well last night so there's a lot of very very good young players Ian Burnway obviously say the two Murphys in the centre of the defence you know the Scallons Kieran Roberts never lets them down you know he never lets them down like and and you know uh, 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 James Tonks you know there's a fair bit of talent within that group and uh, you know it's 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 nice to see them getting there and you know what that would be a I'd say it'd be a fair celebration up there if they if they have I'd say they're I'd say they're not one to talk about celebrations, but if if things came right for them really, you know. 
If if we do win it, Tom, will you come down for the celebration? You will. Sure, the old boy. Well, I, I I think I'll just stay at home. I'll, <laughs> although I wouldn't begrudge it to you, Ben. Now I have to say because uh, I'd have a great old affinity, and and even I was up in the Gory District the other day at another fifteen game up under rock, and all my underage hurling was played in that district, and we had some amazing battles with Ferns over the years. You know, I always remember an under twelve football county final, our district final where we were eight points down with four minutes to go and we won by a point in, in the little goals. I remember that and Ferns were all allowed us. Um, Miles Breen was always a great adversary of mine. He was always given the job to pick me up and we had some great battles over the years. And, you know, they're, 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 they're Ferns pitch even, you know, now there were nights that I didn't think I'd get out of my life out of it at times, but uh, <laughs> it just brings great memories back to me, you know, the Gory District does, but certainly the Martins does as well, really, you know, they're, when uh, uh, particularly when you're married to one of them, well, there's there's a very good blend of of youth and experience in that Ferns team, and particularly yeah. with the experience, Benny Jordan doesn't look like he's slowing down at all now. <laughs> I think Benny's getting faster. Maybe, yeah. yeah. He, he was against Lina anyway. He got three wonderful points, you know. And he could have had six. Oh, I, and you know something, Ben. I love characters. I love characters at the game. And not only is Benny, he's a brilliant hurler, but, and I know it's, you kind of, we were on the wrong side of it because obviously with somebody, I had somebody, myself, Jared playing, playing, but when Benny put the first ball over the bar, I mean, he gives a little, uh, puts the, the, the index finger up to give a little wave to the crowd, <laughs> more or less say, what did you expect when I was coming on? And, you know, it's, I like, I, I, I remember back in my time with the Buffers Alley lads, we often, you know, with the Whelans and them or Sean, he'd often give the crowd a little gesture every so often just to let them know that they're in. You know, it, it adds to the entertainment, doesn't it? Oh, yeah. A brilliant sub to come on because you kind of, although he didn't score the other night, you kind of know yeah. that someone has to be watching him cause, or else he will get you three or four points from play, even yeah, in a well, short like, space of time. Like, like like Tom, you just said there when he stuck up the finger as, go, as if to say, what do, what do you expect? I, I'm surprised that Glynn didn't know what to expect because they, they had to have someone on him, which yeah. they didn't. He had the yeah. freedom for the 20 minutes he was on it. The, oh, but, yeah. and, I mean, an, an, another man that Ferns had to come on, Bitsy O'Connor, like oh. always going to be dangerous, always good for a score. Yeah, and I, I remember in the earlier game in Gory, Bitsy was the man to turn the game. You know, he... Uh, I just don't know how he does it sometimes, but he just gets in at the end of something. And I'd say with the deftest flicks, I don't know if you're at the game, then, but the deftest flicks, Bitsy puts the ball in the net, game over. You know, they have, and, and, and you know, these are guys, and, and, and you have to appreciate these guys because these guys have given their whole lives to Harlan. You know, they're, 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 they're I'd say they bleed red. If, if you, if, well, sure, most people do bleed red, I suppose. That's a bit of a bleed, red and white, I'd say. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone needs red, but these lads, these lads that have a, have a ferns coloured red or something, and you know, I, I again with with the things that happened this week, you know, in Tipperary and and just the heartbreaking things, and I, I just came at the end of the weekend, Gary, with a with a really big appreciation of these young fellas, like, and they're not getting yeah. anything for it, you know. I there's a chap in. Um, a young uh, Liam Donahue, he's playing junior hurling at the moment and he's very, remember that name, he's a fine hurler. But he has come home from the Gale Top three times in the last probably seven, eight days to play both under 19 and junior for his club. Now that's a round trip of probably eight hours a time without stops, you know. So these yeah. guys, they, they, you know, they, we owe them we owe them the respect they deserve. And, and uh, you know, it's, it's, it's just as I say with the the Tipperary thing it just and, and my, my 
heartfelt condolences to the uh, to the to the people of the Tipperary family, but to, to obviously to um to to Ian Dylan Quirk's family. I mean, it, it just would break your heart. It's it's unimaginable the the, the pain. Absolutely, absolutely, yeah. it is. And he was going to hurl on that Tipperary team for for a long time to come as well. Absolutely, yeah, and you know. We we fall out, we fall in, we fall out with everybody, we fall out with refs and nobody better than myself. But every so often there's a little bit of perspective push to things and there are more important things, you know, than winning and losing, although it's hard to tell that at times. Yeah. Now, before we move on and have a look at the intermediate. Yeah, um, just one thing, Ben, as well, before you do move on, I just want to make one point there as well. I've met uh, Gavin Bailey after the game. And he was absolutely thrilled that Ferns had got through. And he was so, like, the man was walking on air. And yet, my heart, my own daughter, Emma, has suffered a cruciate ligament. She's mad into a camogie. And I know, I know the, the effect of that injury on a player. And the fact that Gavin now, you know, he would have been one of their mainstays. Huge loss to them. And I just want to wish him well on Sunday and hope that he enjoys the game. Because you know yourself, lads, you've heard yourselves not easy sometimes to be sitting in a, a dugout knowing you should be out in the middle of that pitch. And uh, there's, I wouldn't say there's a nicer chap in hurling and there's certainly not a more dedicated, brilliant hurler around than, than Gavin. And I just hope whatever happens next Sunday, that Gavin has a good day as well because it's not easy to sit there. Sure, it's not. No, it's absolutely not. I know, I know myself the 2000 and... What year was it now? 2005 county final. Uh, it was my first year hurling with Askamore and we got to the county final and I was injured for it as well. And it, well, it probably wasn't as bad because I was it was my first year and stuff. But for, yeah. for Gavin, like it that it is gonna hurt. Win, lose, or draw, it's gonna hurt a little bit. You're still gonna be absolutely delighted and you want them to win no matter what. Yeah. There'd be a sense of just mi- missing out and wanting to be involved. And then if they lose, it's the I I could have done something. Yeah. If 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 only I was out there, I could have done that better. I could have done this. I could have made the difference. It, it's a tough situation. So yeah, it's, it's, uh, I tell you, you're right, Gary. And I mean, I would have seen it firsthand with Sean Flood that time. You know, for the All Ireland yeah, final, of course. You know, Shawnee, his All Ireland medal is no different than ours. But just to see how he it did affect, you know, he was he was so disappointed, and you know, it, it is a heavy. It is a heavy. Borden, and yet he's delighted her in final, and he'll hurt for years with firms to come, which is I, I would love to see him being able to. Even you know, I'd love to see him even. I, I don't know whether he was tugged out last night, but it'd be great if he was tugged out. Um, you know, for the final or whatever. I know they're different. Or I always remember Sean Whelan again. Sean had heard with me. He told me that I used to be injured for every game, but missed none. So I, I probably <laughs> wasn't <laughs> probably not the one. I was I was always injured, but never missed the game. But uh, no, look, and I just wish him the best of luck. And and you know what. I, I really would wish both teams best of luck next Sunday as well. You know, I think I think we're going to have a, a colourful and great final. I really do. Yeah, hopefully. Ben, what was your last thing? We wanted to call it, Tom. We wanted to make oh, a yes, prediction. Yeah. That's yeah. what we wanted yeah. you to do. Yeah, you're breaking up there, Ben. I, 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 <laughs> I hate calling it. Well, as you know, I've, I've earned a reputation as probably the worst tipster in the world. And a lot of it is going to be, I don't, I don't think we'll see possibly Jack O'Connor or Rory playing a major part. Maybe Jack no. will play. I don't know. And that's the only... Sometimes you, you get a feeling 30 seconds before a game, but you have to stick with what your original tip is the Monday before it. And Funny, that happened a bit to me last night with the Rapparees. I, I tipped the Raps to win. And then something was telling me there's something about this Ferns team. 
in short, I don't think that the Martins maybe, you know, the, the loss of these guys is going to have to tell at some point. They have some brilliant young hurlers, but I think it is a major loss. I think Ferns are a very seasoned team and they look awful like a team that the, that the um, that their name is on the cup, Ben, you know. And so from that point of view, I just going to, I'm going to give a slight nod and say that the former capital of Leinster and the former capital of Ireland will host the uh, the uh, Bob Bow Cup on Sunday evening. I think Ferns are going to just about do it for the first time in their history. No pressure, lads. <laughs> <laughs> and, and unlucky for Ferns, uh, I am also an absolutely yeah. abysmal man to tip something, to yeah. tip teams. But I also just think that the, the amount of players that Martins are missing is unsustainable and that Ferns will just... They, they showed great character against the Raps to get over the line after extra time so I think they'll have enough as well and Ben you think uh, you think the Martins well I think I, I can't go against Ferns now I'm obviously biased but but Ferns are missing players Ferns are missing Gavin Bailey there we just spoke he'd be obviously one of the main players on the team you know so if we win if we win this weekend and we have Gavin Bailey back next week next year that's signaling for domination I think yeah, <laughs> yeah. I wasn't quite sure where you were going with that. Ben. I thought you were trying to play down your chances, but instead you've actually just built up the domination for Ferns. No, no, that, that's 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 when Gavin Bailey's back, though. That's when he's back. You know, he's like he, he was like a lad there, Gary. That, that's threatening to beat you up, and then you think you're safe, and all of a sudden he hits your box and knocks you out there. He's, he's uh, you're pretty well on the ball there, but uh, I can see what you're saying. I'm not I'm not sure about the dominance part, uh, Ben, but. Uh, I think they have a great chance on Sunday, but uh, I don't discount this Martins team. They, they have some fabulous hurlers in the ranks. And if they, 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 the one thing, Ferns of Ian Byrne, they have big Joe. I mean, my God, Joe Coleman has... Oh, on yeah, days worth, sing- worth a mention there. Yeah. You know, and he's, he's, he's just hurled out of his skin. He's been fantastic this year. He has. Out yeah. and a half hour. He was, he was a big difference now the other day. Yeah. He, was, he was brilliant. So who are you tipping then? Who am I tipping? I don't tip. I leave it to the, the guests to tip and I don't tip. <laughs> no problem. I can't blame you for that one. Breed Quigley, Martin's wife, always wants me to tip against the Martins as well because it brings them good luck. So <laughs> she'll be happy to hear that I'm tipping against them this weekend. Look at the at the relegation final between Claban and Rathneur, Tom. Yeah, it, it, it was. it's the game no one wants to play in, Gary, and I've said that before here. Played in a semi-final one year against Montclody up in Ferns. Nightmare stuff. I'd say Clubon were wondering to themselves, how did we end up here? They won two games in their group last year, ended up in relegation, and they won two games in the group this year and were looking really good before the last game as a team that could come in with an outside chance. So I think they're the unluckiest team that has gone down for a, a, a number of years. Uh, Ratnur, I was out on the pitch, Gary, after the game, and to say there was a sense of relief would be putting it mildly. Yeah. You know, they threw, like a lot of people would have questioned, maybe should you bring Jack Guiney back? Should you not bring him back? I don't know whether it made the big difference or it didn't make the big difference, but they did throw everything at it. And the game itself, with 10 minutes to go, Club on had gone four points up, playing with a breeze. Connell Flood was majestic. I mean, he got five wonderful points. Harry Kyo was flying. Bob Whitty was flying. Barry Kyo was flying. Everything was going really yeah. well. All of a sudden, all of a sudden, uh, was it Michael Redmond got the goal? 
And then it was a kind of uh, all through a Sean O'Connor show. He gave a solid exhibition as well. One seven from play. And from up to 50 minutes, it looked like there was slow ball, looked the better team. The last 12, 13 minutes, Ratnewer just took over in a way that you would never have foreseen. And I just felt sorry for Club One. I didn't want either of them to go down, but to just contrast the relief on one side of the field and the supporters after the game and the desolation on the other side, it was really heartbreaking because they're two great clubs, great rivals. And the one thing I'd say, you know, it was played in a very sporting manner, despite the the, the heavy cost to whoever was going to lose it. But it was it was a sad night for hurling. I think that that one of the great teams are gone back down. But look, that's that sport can be cruel and it can be yeah. Kind of, yeah. I mean, I mean, look who's there now with Euler. But I, I mean, I, I looked, I was looking back on the game, and I was picking out the the best. I was, I was wondering like the, the best performers, and all through the game, you just mentioned them. Mm. Like Connell Flood was amazing, and Harry Kyo, Barry Kyo, uh, kind of playing the sweeper role, had a, a, a fantastic game. And you'd wonder that they, they seem to do all the hurling, and yeah. then find themselves like just when it came down to it, Rat and Your got were able to and and as you said, the the performance from from Sean O'Connor was just unbelievable. Unbelievable. And you know, you know the other thing in terms of Rat and Your, they have three cruciates um this year. Uh, you know, the the young Quigley, uh Rory Higgins, who's one of the best forwards in the in the country and or in the county, I should say, and uh, who's Podge Doyle. So they had their problems going into the game as well. And then they had AJ Redmond, who I was actually shocked that they didn't take off because he, yeah. was, he was hobbling literally from 20 minutes in. And, you know, it showed a fair uh, run for that young man that he kept going or whatever. And everything seemed to point to a club on win. And yet, Ratnewer, in true traditional Ratnewer sense, they, they stuck it out and got there. And uh, it was interesting that Mikey Fogarty was talking on Wexford GA TV during the week to um, to Peter Myrna, and he made an in, uh, interesting, maybe controversial relegation is not the end of the world, mm-hmm. and he he'd know he he's been relegated with Saint Anne's, and they've regrouped to get back into county finals, so oh, they've yeah. shown that it's not the end of the world. But I and I think for Clavon it's not as bad as it would have been for Rathnewer because Clavon have also shown that they can go down and they can bounce back and come back up, whereas Rathnewer they've been in senior since nineteen forty one. I think it it would have it meant more for them to stay in senior than uh, uh, than have to regroup. Yeah, I'd I'd say Gary Clavon, you know, it meant an awful lot to Clavon as well, particularly given the game that they were they were faced with because there's no rivalry. Yeah than Ratnur and Clubon, but I agree I think Clubon have too many good players to stay down in intermediate for too long they've you know they've the Connell Floods they have the Harry Kios, they have the Squinjies, they have the, these guys I think we'll see them back up and they will recover more quickly I think you're completely right in saying there was a weight of history that Ratnur brought into Extra Park the other night that whether it's right or whether it's wrong it was weighing very, very heavily. And I think it put an extra strain, no doubt, on Ratnur. And, you know, that that that's the reason. That they, I mean, they're the longest senior team or longest team in senior in Wexford by a long way. And I think yeah. a lot of the younger lads didn't want to, they said to themselves, we don't want to be the ones to break that link with senior hurling and Ratnur. And I'd say there was there was almost probably a bigger nervousness in Ratnur about going down. And, and uh, you know, they, they survived and they get their players back and there won't be any pushover in senior next year. But just wonder, and I know we listen for another day, 
should we expand the senior championship, you know, by another team or two? Because there, there is a likelihood, and, and we'll talk about it later, that Outlet will come back up. They're favourites for next weekend. We saw, um, was it Oilgate came back up last year? Um, next year, you'll have Club On, who are very likely to come up. So is it is it actually downgrading the Intermediate Championship, the fact that the same team that's going down is coming back up so quickly? And maybe, you know, I just think maybe we need to look at that. Yeah. Yeah, and just to mention, there was great excitement about, first of all, what I thought was just rumours of Jack Guiney coming back, and then the rumours became reality, and he's lining out right. centre-forward, uh, or more so in the full-forward line, but there was great excitement around it. Now, he didn't, he, he caught some good ball, he broke a lot of ball, in fact, I think Barry Carton did very well on him to keep yeah. the ball away from him, but I thought that was important as well, that that probably freed up Jack Redmond and Sean O'Connor probably a little yeah. bit more um, but yeah, I, I was I was delighted to see Jack Guiney back Ireland for that year. Yeah, I have to say about Jack Redmond as well. He's uh, Jack is nineteen, he's fabulous, years, fabulous player, and he took frees, free taking, and Bob Whitty was excellent as well. Bob, I think two frees missed, but other than that, gave him a spectacular display. And I think Jack, in fairness, Jack Redmond, you know, for a young fella to take that responsibility, he's he's a fair operator. I have to say that so from all accounts, he's a quite fella. By God, he really lets his hurling do the talking on the field. There's no doubt about that. He he was he's had a he's had a super championship. Yeah. Now uh, we we can go on to the the intermediate now. And Tom, this is where myself and yourself have to. Yeah. Bad know, e- bad evenings had by all, Gary. Bad evenings had by all. At least you were in China. <laughs> <laughs> That's worse. <laughs> Not being able to do anything about it. Um. No, th- th- I mean. Last year's semi-final for Ascomore and the year before's quarter-final against Buffers Alley, I looked at them both and thought I just felt nearly sick thinking that, you know, if I was there, I could have made a difference. But the game at the weekend, I have to give full credit to Timon. I thought they were outstanding. Yeah, I, I, I went into the game. It was a really enjoyable game. And, I you know, the only thing is Ascomore, again, and this a lot of teams have done this, Gary. They've gone with a sweeper while playing with the wind. You know, the, the, the PJ... Or actually, was it again? No, they were playing against the wind in the first half. Sorry. But they actually, I think they retained the sweeper while they were playing with the wind. And I might, might be wrong on that, which sometimes surprises me a bit. But on the day, there was there was something about Tamun that there's a, a belief. And, and it's just, it hasn't just come from nowhere. They went to an All-Ireland failure, I think maybe 2013-14 semi-final. They have some very, very good players. And just at the end of the day, they, 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 their players, they, they just, particularly Cahill Doyle, he'd flown back in from Croatia, I believe, that morning. I don't know whether he must have been well, on holidays morning, or whatever. Think, yeah. yeah, and I'm just, I'm just looking at, the, I think he scored a goal and I say about six, seven points, a couple of frees and that. He was explosive. He was, he was the outstanding player on the pitch. And Stephen O'Gorman, you know, at full forward, he was excellent. And it wasn't that the, the defence were doing anyway. Frank Lancaster played very, very well. But it was just that their forwards seemed to get the scores a little bit more easily than um, than Ascomore. The real big battle of the day. And, you know, it was almost, you could say, 50-50 at the end of it, was Barry O'Gorman on Shane Tompkins. And Shane ended up with three points. That was an amazing battle. <laughs> oh, And you know what? You have Shane, to Shane ended up with one three. At one three, sorry, yeah, a golden three points, yeah. yeah, yeah. And, and yet Barry had a great game on him. Yeah, he, <laughs> it, it shows Shane, you what you're dealing with with Shane Tompkins. Absolutely, and you know what I was just thinking? Actually, the goal was scored when he went in full forward, and I was saying to Ed Rouseman on the commentary 
that I think I would have put Shane in full forward. Don't get me wrong. I've made so many mistakes as manager of teams, but I think I would have put Shane in full forward to bring that threat inside and probably bring Barry where maybe Barry wasn't wanting to go. You know what I mean? And and I would yeah. have done that a bit earlier because the minute Shane got in there, he was causing problems. But it was an amazing battle. And I'd say that, as you say, somebody getting one three, you can't really say he was negated or whatever, but it was really, really worth going. Ian Carty as well. He's he's a serious, serious centre-back, you know. And I just think that Chris Cullen, you know, who would go under the radar, scored one three, set up a lot of scores. And, you know, they just seem to have, they're all able to hurl. And I, I'll tell you this, there'll be no pushover this weekend now. No, absolutely not. Um, they have to, over, to overturn quite a, a deficit from the previous game between the two teams. Yeah, I, I wouldn't even, I wouldn't even think that's an, a, a, I think that Timon were missing a good few players that night, but I watched Timon against Buffers Alley as well, and they didn't start Cahill Doyle, and they were bringing in players and bringing out players, and they went very close to putting the Alley out of the championship. And I think this is a completely different Timon team. I, I think, do you remember a few years ago, lads, it was three years ago that uh, the Martins scored some like nine or 10 goals on St. Anne's in the first round of the championship, and the yeah. Anne's put them to the pin of their collar in the county final. I don't think it'll have any relevance this weekend. And I think anyone that would think that Timon are going to be easily overturned, they're, they're, um, you know, they're, 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 they're going to be badly mistaken. I think it's going to be a right, right battle next weekend. Uh, just to make one point there um, as well, Gary, your own cornerback, James Lancaster, he was a bit lucky to stay on the field, say, to put it mildly. I don't want to be talking about the controversy now. He played well, but he was, <laughs> I, was just a rush of blood to the head. <laughs> I, I, I think that's fair to say. <laughs> uh, I, I, I think poor old Jim has gone viral uh, over over yeah. the last couple of days with the with with the that clip being shown on through Buffy Egan's social media platforms. But yeah. I won't I, I won't defend the action, but I'll defend the man in that. <laughs> I'd say it's the, the first time he's ever been sent off that I can remember anyway. He, yeah. he isn't that type of player. No. But I, I, but I, but I won't defend that strike because it yeah, wasn't because great. I, I, I watched him as well and he, and he never gets into bother really. He just goes about no. his job very quietly. And you know what, lads? There, there was nobody ever took a hurl in their hand that didn't do so. And you know what? This sounds a strange, but you're, it was a little tap in the part of the body that wasn't going to cause too much damage, you know. So, <laughs> so yeah, but yeah, yeah. to be honest with you, but it probably was, you know, he was very lucky to, to escape with it. But you know, I, so I you think at, you think Tom that uh, that Timon player was maybe play acting a bit? No, not in the least. <laughs> <laughs> and I have to say, Conor Murphy played very well as well. He's a fine hurler himself, but. I think Connor had every right to go down. <laughs> it was funny, <laughs> and you know what? I, I don't mean to, I'm not laughing at it either because uh, it, you know we got a right shot for himself. You know, I think the fact that it's gone viral, I think the fact that we know Connor was okay after it and whatever is grand. And it wasn't the most dangerous area that he was pulling in, but that this social media lads, my God, because I I think I've seen that. I'd say I've seen that two hundred times on different things. Mm -hmm. Since last Saturday, and I suppose he'll, that's why it brings it back, brings it back into your mind, you know. But, he'll, he'll be delighted to hear that, Jim, if you're listening. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen it a few I mean, times myself. Yeah, no, but I, I just think that ask more coming. I said I actually thought they hurt better last Saturday than they, than they did in the semi final against Montlody last year. You know, I, I, was, I was extremely impressed with the uh, with the work with the work rate, especially there was some some there was one moment that they. They just kept pushing 
I think uh, Tumun had it in the in yeah. the right corner, and they just kept pushing him back along the line, and they actually overturned it then back out on Tumun had to keep playing it back to their own sixty five, and yeah. we overturned it, but I, I think the shot got off and, and went wide, but no, I I mean, I think there's been progress. I think Colin O'Byrne did great work for a few years there with us, and uh, I haven't been around now for for Dennis and Keith being over us, but I'm looking forward to getting back and playing under them too. Because yeah, I, I, putting, I think putting good work there's, in. There's huge potential there, Gary. And you know, I was looking through Gavin Sunderland. He he looked. I know Gavin was substituted near the end, but he looked like a, you wouldn't remember Gavin's father, but a smaller version of the father. He's he's natural. Oh, left I certainly, I certainly would. Yeah, would you? Yeah, yeah. So he was just. Yeah, yeah, sure I thought Willie he, was over in 09. The absolute. Oh, that's right, yeah. And I, well, remember him hurling now. I mean, yeah. He, oh really no, hurled. yeah, I get you now. Yeah, I get you now. hurled. I didn't think you were that old now, but uh, I would yeah, have yeah, yeah, no, Willie, I, don't Willie. Remember, I don't remember Marlon. Yeah, I've seen the late, tips. The late great Willie now, and I have to say, but I just thought Gavin and Tucker Kinsler, you know, has an incredible future ahead of him in hurling as well. I just, James Bourne hurled well, you know, there's some very, very good talent. And I tell you a guy that I was very impressed with, you might tell me which Kerwin he is, but Sean Kerwin, I'm sure he's John something to John, is he? Yeah, yeah. He was in the middle yeah. of the field. Sean, he did incredible work. He, in the first he had half. an unbelievable first half. Yeah, he yeah. Did. Uh, yeah. Sean, yeah, he was excellent the first half. Yeah, he's yeah. he's John's son. He's he's the eldest eldest yeah. of John's, but uh, yeah, he's he's a great talent too. Yeah, he's only about yeah. twenty two, maybe. Yeah, there's no doubt the boys will be back. The Eskimo boys will be back. Hopefully, yeah. And the other side, then, uh, as everyone would have probably expected at the start of the year, alert are back in the final. Um, yeah. they had they have been expected to bounce back. They made light work of most teams in the group uh, until they came up against Buffers Alley. And mm. I think there was a point in it in the end, was there? In the group game? It was, yeah. 121 to 120. Um, and then the semi-final at the weekend, Buffers Alley had a good first half, but then kind of outlet step by step. Got, yeah. Showed, showed, their, showed, their, showed their, their, their ability and why they've been senior for so long. Right. In fairness, um. You know, when you look down through their team, you have the Garrett Simmons, you have the Owen Moores, the Conor O'Leary, the Billy Dunn's. I mean, Billy is such a lovely striker of the ball. Back then, you had Kevin Sheridan, series here. Jack Roach is a guy that impressed me big time with Owlert as well. And Anthony Roach, you know, he's... Fellas, you know, that I, I think he's been probably one of the most consistent cornerbacks in the county over the last number of years. So, Conor Goff, you know, you could go down through them. Declan Boogie gave him another impetus in the second half. And then you have a young fella by the name of Sean Murphy, who's just back as well. So they're a very, very strong team, uh, Gary, and they're going to be very, very hard to beat. The alley for their part, uh, you know, they had a very good first half, but I do believe very, very strongly that it's, they have five off their under-19 team playing, you know, starting five, and I think they brought on two of the under-19 teams. So you're talking, they finished possibly, you know, having used maybe seven or eight under-19s. These guys are very young. And just to think about the uh, what they've come through over the last couple of weeks, I mean, They've played, I remember working out in 14 days, they played five games, these 19s, between Intermediate Championship and Under-19 Championship. And, yeah. you know, I just think the legs caught up with them a little bit at the end of it. They were tired and, you know, Eldert were well merited in the second half, but there was a, a weary side came to the alley because they were brilliant the other night in the Under-19 final against the Harriers. And I think, and I think a lot of people will agree, even in the alley at the moment, probably need another year or two before we're ready to get up there. I've no doubt that the future is incredibly bright now, given the emergence of, you know, they've young fellas now at the moment, they've the 
you know, you look at the likes of Owen O'Mara who scored three points from play. You, you have Owen McNulty. You have Edward Harney. You have Shemi uh, uh, O'Hagan. You know, you have uh, Cormac Walsh. Serious, serious young players. Then they've a couple to come as well. But likes of Jack Redmond, you know, Michael Butler, young fellas like that have to come through now. And I think, I think. You don't want to be beaten in a semi-final, but as it happened now, it'll give them a chance to grow, to get stronger, to do their programs during the winter. And I think the alley will be back, but on the day, you know, Albert were, Albert were a superior team in the second half. The sending off possibly didn't help either. You know, I mean, when things were going bad, then you have a player sent off. Um, you know, I just thought that, you know, the throw-in ball, that's just, you know, when you throw in the ball, Gary, and the ball is thrown in between you and me, and you put your foot forward, and I pull on it. Sometimes I just yeah. wonder, is that, I know that I, I pulled on your it's, foot, but you do. It's happened foot. a few times. <laughs> I think it did happen in the county final one, it's a, it's uh, two, two or three years ago. Yeah. But yeah. If, if the ball is thrown in and you pull, as long as you're not pulling up around the knees, if, if you're pulling and someone yeah. sticks their foot there, I, I think that's on them. Yeah. And now I, I, I'm the type of fool that'll stick his foot out to try, you know, yeah. block their hurl. But I don't expect yeah. a free from it. I expect to try to shield the ball. If I get my belt on the foot, it's I I, I don't go, ah, come on. Yeah. Well, we we know now what would have happened if we got him for throwing because I definitely wouldn't have put my knee in, Kerry. I, 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 I'd have been the one pulling on your... Maybe I always I don't want to break my hurl. Yeah, and I thought David Jenkins handled the game well because, you know, there is a little fractious thing there with the Ali Meat Owlert. And I actually have to be honest, I'm not sure how high the pull was as well. But I just thought, God, you know, when the ball is thrown in there, you know, maybe you have the right to pull on it. But again, I'd have to see the incident again. But I, I just, yeah, it's, it's not to do with even last week. It's to do with every time that that happens. John Conran was a devil. I swear to God, he'd, he'd almost have you wind, pulling on yourself. He'd get the leg and the body in around it, you know. And uh, <laughs> But uh, it's just it's one of those ones, really, you know. It's the one time I think you should be allowed to pull on it. <laughs> <laughs> if the ball is there to throw in and pull on it, that's yeah. yeah. What's what was originally supposed to happen? I think. Yeah. You know, there's there's a there's a nastiness coming out of him that you wouldn't expect there now, isn't there? Gary? <laughs> oh, I, I had a I had a free against me in a in a junior B game last year for the exact same thing. Go ahead. Yeah. Will young you go ahead just a free though? <laughs> young lad, young lad on the ground. Yeah, <laughs> Ben standing over him. <laughs> Wonder what the free was for. Menacingly. <laughs> well, as you said, Tom, it was great to see uh, Sean Murphy back in action. Uh, yeah. But also to see young young Rory Jacob coming on as well yeah. and playing his part. That's right. And and Rory was interviewed after you know and talk about giving an interview and giving nothing away it was he <laughs> was he was Brian Cody esque and he's a. Uh, preparation for next weekend so I mean you know it's 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 going to be a very very interesting game the other thing I just mentioned there as well that I always go and talk about a few of the buffers I'll ask before I go but Kieran Kenny and Willie Dorn and uh, Shane Randall is a bit younger but they've been incredible servants to buffers alley you know and, and Willie's had a great year Kieran's yeah, had a absolutely. Great year. and you know I, again a bit like the Dahi Waters those guys I just admire so much their dedication to the thing and, and I'd say Willie he has to go home and take a cold bath after a lot of the games, but he's really served the alley well. And he, he's there through thick and thin, and, and so is Kieran. And and also, you know, I won't I won't bring any of the other lads into it. They won't thank me for it, you know. But they're young Pat Kenny and fellas like that. They're 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 great servants to the alley. And I think I think the alley over the next two years, two or three years, I think we'll see them back up in senior. Yeah, yeah. Well, just just insane that like we've talked to 
about a lot of we'll call them the elder statesmen of of some of the clubs, and you know it's, it's just it's it's great. My own club has it as well, like the likes of Tom Tommy Debricks, Jim Lancaster, Frank Lancaster yeah. in, in in the backs. Uh, it's it's great that they, they do keep going, and it's it's a lot to give. Like, yeah, we we know we all know how much it takes to 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 put it in for for a year and to go another year. I'm hoping all the lads will go again next yeah. year. Um, but I it's 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 what, great what, just in the county. I think. Yeah, what year were you last senior, Gary? Because it didn't uh, Frank played definitely, and Jim did as well. Did it when when you were senior last? Yeah, year. yeah. No, we we went up in tw- two thousand and nine. Uh, yeah. And that was actually the last year of the 16 team championship. So you said we we'd come on to that. Um, we were in an unfortunate situation where the next two years there was three teams getting relegated both years. Yeah. So we yeah. survived 2010. We got to a quarter final and were beaten by Ferns in a, in a cracking game. And then the year after, we were down in a relegation and we were in a group of three. I think with the Shells and Saint Anne's, and we bet the Shells were beaten by the ends and went down on points difference and back then I thought oh, sure we've got a good young team we'll be back up in no time and we've been to three semi-finals since I think maybe four but uh, it's, it's not it's not an easy grade to get out of so I mean if, if even if Owler do it despite the the team that they have uh, it, it's earned you, you earn going yep. back up that's it'll be an achievement there's no doubt about that Jan now the last thing we'll do is go to our hurler of the week Tom Oh god, John! Oh, I haven't even I haven't even thought of that yet. Last night, I have to say. <laughs> your second time to pick it. So this is uh, the Hurler of the Week is sponsored by Boland's Wexford Ford, the official Ford dealership located in Ferrybank, Wexford, number one for new and used cars in Ireland. Yeah, so, I'd be accused of bias, Gary. That that I hate always going for a forward, but sometimes when forwards are are they're easily picked out. You know, I mean, I look I look down through um, Cahill Doyle. He, he was just, he was outstanding, just looks a lovely talent. Um, Sean O'Connor yeah. in the, 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 the tensest match of the, of the uh, year, really. And then I look at, you know, you could take a number of players, uh, Ian Byrne, like the, the two wing backs uh, for the rapparees. Um, I mean, my God, uh, James Pear and Jack Kelly have solid exhibitions, really, you know. And, and you know, there's, there's so many, you have, you could, could you take Dara Pepper out of the equation either? I mean, he was just absolutely yeah. fantastic when he Kevin came in. Foley. Absolutely. And then you, you you go down to the Martins here and you've Kyle Furman, who was just outstanding as well. But um I think I'll I'll go down I'll go down the grade this week and I think Cahill Doyle for me was probably uh, the player of the weekend. I thought he I thought he, he only came back from Croatia and uh, I just thought he he was outstanding on the day. But you know something when I say Cahill Doyle. That's not putting Kyle Furman's achievements under any scrutiny. It's not putting, um, you know, any of the other fellas that I've mentioned, Dara Peppers, um, you know, it was just some fantastic performances over the weekend. But I've said it now and we'll stick on it and I'll go with Cahill Doyle at the moment. Yes. Yeah, well, congratulations to Cahill Doyle on being selected Hurler of the Week. Thanks a million, Tom. Thanks very much, Tom. Yeah. Matt Johanan trying to buy himself a bit of space. A point for Matt Johanan. Thanks to Tom for chatting to us again. Always good to get his insight. Unfortunately, Shane Tompkins couldn't make it. 
he said he's expecting a call from Peter Myrna for Wexford GA TV as he reckons he can do much better analysis than than what's on show right there. So I suppose anyone who's watching the finals on listen out, you might you might see Shane Tompkins. Yeah, well, like Ben, no one knows better than us. He's he's a great analyst. I remember him being a great analyst. If I'm, I do remember him being a great analyst, but but, but unfortunately, we haven't managed to secure his services. Yeah, and it's disappointing then that he's going to someone else to do analysis. Anyway, back. I believe so. Anyway, thanks everyone for listening. Thanks to our sponsor. The Enniscorthy Credit Union. Take care.